This is the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast with addiction recovery specialist, Dr. Greg Lakin. Real people, real stories, real addiction, and real recovery journeys. The Road to Recovery starts now. All right, we are back. This is a, 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 a touching moment for me because we have a follow-up visit from Trent and Misty. We had an earlier conversation with both of you, and literally you were at rock bottom or at least thought you were, and uh, and I would have to say, since we met in the dumpster, you know yeah. that, that it was it was pretty close. But uh, um, and uh, you, uh, Misty's your fiance, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is kind of a love story, and we're hoping it goes in the right direction. But just since our conversation, probably a month ago, I want to mm-hmm. say, yeah. yeah. I mean, we t- t- tell me um, how things are going. Things are going really good, actually. Uh, it's night and day turnaround mm-hmm. from not just digging in the dumpster trying to find stuff to stay well, but uh, finding food in the dumpster and stuff. We're doing a lot better. We have a place to stay now. Yeah, uh, clean clothes every day. Yes, um, I was gonna say. Yeah, it yeah. feels so good. Uh, yeah, just it's uh, we were at rock bottom and yeah. we've turned it around night and day. Wonderful. Thanks to you. No, not not to me. This is your yeah. journey. Yeah, you, you and you no. gave us the tools that we needed to to do this for ourselves. So yeah, and we yeah. had to choose it, but we we needed to we needed a, a helping hand. We needed a hand up, well, not a hand out. No, so. perfect. So no, but you you reached out, contacted you literally inside of our dumpster, grabbing sandwiches and, mm-hmm. and and whatever. But um, so but you did reach out. You said, hey, I'm I'm done. I'm ready. You know, and so that's the key right there. You're sure. done and you're ready. Um, so, yeah, what is, so you've got a place to stay now. We have a place to stay. Um, well, yeah, we have a place to stay. Um, we're uh, getting to the point now where um, I'm getting ready to start looking for employment. Um, actively, continuously looking for employment so that we can keep moving up. Um, uh, and you were there once. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've, I've yeah. had a, just for a people normal that, life, right? Well, people would say I've had a wonderful, wonderful jobs before. Um, like what kind and, of job? Well, I was a, the quality manager for an aircraft supply company, the right. aluminum that they mill parts out of for yeah. aircraft. Uh huh. Um, I was the quality manager the, for the Kansas branch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eighty thousand dollars a year salary. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you know, business trips all over the world. It was uh, quite a quite a job. Nice and, house. Very nice house, brand new cars, yes, um, everything, and uh, lots of money and savings, and uh, it's amazing to see how that stuff burns up like like it's in a wildfire. I mean, oh. it's, you burn through the savings, you burn through the checking accounts, you lose the job, pretty soon the cars go, the ones that aren't that aren't paid for go first. Yeah, well, the ones that are paid for. And this is once the addiction starts. So yeah, your addiction yeah, yeah. was to. Uh, I started it with opioids, yeah, yeah. with pharmaceuticals, and yeah. um, just kept going from there. Yeah. And it, it evolves; it's it's ever changing. Addiction, right. the face of addiction, is ever changing. I mean, it's, um, and, and you got to the point where you lost everything, and then everything. you actually had to deal just to get enough, oh, yeah. just to just to stay well every day. Yeah, just to just to have a, a room. I mean. And that's pretty sad when you're dealing and you're still living on the streets. I mean, you're mm-hmm. still living under a bridge and you're dealing drugs. But when the addiction costs so much, when your addiction, your habit costs so much in a day, you know, and it, you choose. I mean, it's not like, you know, when you have that money in your hand, 
you could go pay for a room and a meal, mm -hmm. or you can go pay for a fix. Yes. So it's an active choice always, but yeah. it's addiction is a it's a craziness. It's a mm -hmm. you know because you'll typically choose every time you choose the fix, no matter how cold it is, no matter how yeah. hungry you are. It's yeah. uh it's insanity. It's, it's and as a male, your tolerance. I mean, I don't know what you needed right. just to not be sick and just to not be sick. I mean, it would take at least two points just not to be sick, which is quarter, quarter gram, just not to be sick. I mean, that's just to get out there and keep hustling for more money because you know you got to have another fix in the day. I mean, it's, right. it's not like your methadone, your medicine lasts you, you know, all day, you yeah. got all day to take care of what you need to take care of with the medication, with the, with the heroin, with the dope. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. It's a it's never ending chase your tail. Yeah. That's what it's like a merry-go-round. You're always chasing your tail. And it, ever faster because oh, yeah. it doesn't last near as long. It doesn't Next thing you know, you more and higher tolerance. Yeah. So and so is out, so you gotta go to the other house with other flop house, the other trap. They charge more over there or their stuff is cut more, it, it's not as strong, it doesn't last as long. Oh. It's just insanity. Yeah. But uh, but we you know, when you're in it you don't necessarily see it quite like that, and you, you won't necessarily choose to step back. You know, you just you're hang just, on. You can't think about the future just you for just, right now. You just hold on. Yep. That's the part of your brain in control. So, now you got a counselor, you're on... I'm on 95 milligrams. 95 of, of methadone, yeah. Yep, and I'm and, staying. Yep. And you... Good. Okay, perfect. So, it took... And even with a fairly high tolerance, you didn't have to get to 100. You're yeah. at 95. At 95 no cravings, no withdrawals for the entire day. Yep. But more importantly, the mood stabilization, or you feel, like you said, calm. Calm. Yeah. It's just a calming. It's just, a, mm -hmm. uh, it's just hard to describe it. Yeah. It just. And the, the certainty that that it'll be there for you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You have, certainty that the rest of your day is your own. It's security, yeah. yeah. It's a security blanket like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it, I know that sounds kind of weird, but it, it is in a way a security blanket. I mean, it's a, you, know, you know you don't have to commit crime. I mean, you don't have to yeah. steal. You don't have to deal. You, you know. Um, and you're not doing this to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, good. The ability to get on, um, uh, get, we've gotten hurt. Her and I both stay getting stable on our uh, the mood medications. You yeah. Know, the Alexa and the Latuda. You're right. She's yeah. getting used to the Latuda and it, yeah. it's helping. Mm -hmm. She's actually getting to where she can identify when she's when it's getting close to time for her medication because mm -hmm. she's starting to feel it, or if she's feeling more. Yeah. You know, she's able to identify that on her own, and that's mm -hmm. I mean that's just such a change. It's awesome. It's awesome, and she can tell that she's feeling manic. You know, it's. A lot of times, you, they, you know, bipolar can't, you know. Yeah, it's especially tough. So, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she, yeah, it's awesome. It's just, the change is, is really remarkable. So, we got you on an SSRI. Mm -hmm. Takes a good month, yeah. month and a half to start to kick so in. I don't yeah. know what you're so feeling with regard to... Uh, I, I just don't feel it. I just don't feel so blue all the time, especially without, like, you know, getting high. Mm -hmm. And I used to get, like, bored. Or, or feel bored because I wasn't out in the life, right? And I, it doesn't cause me that boredom would cause anxiety. It's kind of mm -hmm. weird that being bored like that would cause me to be anxious and want to get out. Yeah. And I, I can stay calm. I don't have to get out and, and start thinking about just because because you spend so much time in the life, mm -hmm. you know, 
scoring, you know, yeah. getting money, scoring, fixing, and yeah. you take that out of your life, you've got free time. I mean, you have to. You have to find other things to fill yeah, your time. I don't handle the yeah. workshops. You're not the first to tell me that. I mean, there's. You do have to. Yeah, and, and I, I hear that when people get they get off drugs and it's like, well, now what? You know? Yeah. Because they're used to the action, the lifestyle, the, yeah. the phone calls, the everything. Yeah. It's just yeah. And you got to get through that little flat period, and your brain resets yeah. literally, and, and and you get back into normal mode of thinking, you know, of normal lifestyle things. You know, most people don't think of you know scoring drugs, or even if you're just scoring drugs for someone else, you know, that that's just part of the life. You know, people don't think of that as a normal part of life, you know, so once you can get out of it and, like you said, reset, you know, and you see that for what it is, you know, it's insanity. I mean, you're committing a felony for someone else, you know, and Have you're you noticed getting paid. That is your brain, like, now you feel back in control, now you feel yeah. like you can make good conscious I'm not, decisions. Yeah, I'm not just, yeah. you know, I'm not just on the ride. Yeah. I'm not just hanging on for dear life anymore, yeah. and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to... Be, at least be closer to the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, your journey's not over, but it's headed in the right direction, yeah. and that's, that's wonderful. And yeah. That's why I appreciate you both coming here and sharing that with us. What have you noticed? Um, it's just a big change. It's just it's so much better. Mm -hmm. um, my days and nights are yeah. so much better, and the Latuda helps a lot. Right. Yeah, once, once properly diagnosed, you know, uh, whether it's bipolar or generally, you know, whatever it is, um, but you can't diagnose somebody unless they're off drugs, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody appears bipolar when you're doing this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's wonderful. So now um, you've been on it long enough that it's starting to work. Yeah, and, uh, you have an awareness of what it feels like to be stable. Is it? Yeah. yeah, well, good. And it's good that you have somebody there that yeah, yeah. helps you through those times. I yeah. try. I try. I kind of anchor her. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's perfect because. You can be the best thing or the worst thing, you know. I mean, okay. we've, we've talked to couples before where I think they brought each other down. Other than See, that, anchors you know. can do one of two things. An yes. anchor can stabilize you or an anchor can drag you to the bottom. That's so absolutely right. It depends on what kind of anchor you are. But mm -hmm. we, want, we both want the best for each other separately and for ourselves mm -hmm. and as, a, as a relationship. So, we, so if you say no to Misty on... You get impulsive or have a weak moment or something, and he says no. You you're not mad at him. No. Okay. Because she, like I said, if she's being impulsive or something, she knows that I'm the voice of reason. Yes. Know? And I am. You know, it's like just because you're wanting that, you're feeling. You know, you're feeling it. Think of what we're fixing to mess up. You know, think of what how far we've come now, just to turn around and throw it away. You know. Yeah. And, and I mean, like you said, we've just started this journey, but still, I mean, just to have what progress we've made so far is a big step. It's a huge step for us, absolutely. Considering from where we started at, you know. Well, so you've got a place to live now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've that was so far. Just, absolutely. Well, you look you look much better, both of you. I mean, you just look. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody would know that you just came off the street. Yeah, you know, literally, literally out of a dumpster yeah. just a couple months ago. Out of a dumpster yeah. from under a bridge. So, Misty, what have you noticed with regard to mentation and how things are changing in your brain or how you think about things? What have you noticed? Um, a lot better. I can actually think for myself and make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And you know, Instead of just automatically 
A lot of times with singing mood misty, it was just automatically drugs were just the go-to. Right. For mood stabilization, you know, or if she was having a bad day or something didn't emotional bad, happened, yeah. something emotional, it was just automatic go-to. You didn't want to deal with it. It was your way out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. every time yeah. it was, I need to get high, I need to get high. And yeah, she's, she's, that's not the go-to anymore. It's awesome. She's, you know, wow. she wants yeah. to talk now. She, she wants to just say, I'm upset. And so, you know, even admitting that she was upset before, she knew it, and there wasn't no need in saying it, it was just time to get high, so. Right. Wonderful. I'm so okay. proud of her. And it's still, I mean, it takes a while for mood stabilizers to really work, but, um, and also just getting off the drugs helps tremendously as well. Um, yeah, and it wasn't just opioids with you, methamphetamines. And cocaine. And cocaine. And cocaine, okay. Yeah. So. It's still, you know, like I said, every day is sometimes, sometimes every day is a struggle. Sometimes one one day a week is a struggle. It just depends because of, you know, just the people you're around, you know, not necessarily because you don't change your friends, but sometimes where you're stuck living, the area you're stuck living in, mm-hmm. you just, you're more exposed to it than you want to be or you should be, yeah. but it's just what you have to deal with, you know. Yeah. Living under, you know, living under a bridge. From going from living under a bridge to where we're at now is, you know, we're very happy to be where we're at now. But it's not necessarily ideal for you know raising a family and stuff. Still on Broadway, still right there, yeah, We're yeah, still yeah. close by. So you know, we've got, like I said, we've got more room for improvement, and we're heading that way. Yeah. Okay. Now you know you can do it, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why the angle should change at all. No. So, and I noticed you've got the, the wound back going on. I do have the wound yeah. back. It's, I got, as a holdover, it was something that, uh, it was a gift, I guess a parting gift from active addiction. Right. Active using. Um, I ended up with uh, an abscess in my leg. And uh, this is an IV needle. From an IV needle. And it, they ended up having this surgically excised spot about that big. Yeah. Um, so a big yeah. necrotic area. A big necrotic area. There's a lot of necrosis tissue. It's all like that big. Yeah. And about yeah. deep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I got the pictures for you. Actually, I've been needing to see. Oh, the before pictures, right? Yeah. yeah. No, so this is one that about. just wouldn't clear up with antibiotics. You're no. going to have to go in and yeah. No, and it was too. There was too much necrosis for them to lance it and, mm-hmm. and just man- debride it mainly there. Right. Had to go in and, and operate. So, yeah. Yeah. And it all happened. I mean, it happened. Once they got me in, they started, they didn't even finish the blood cultures before they realized that they had mm-hmm. enough necrosis deep enough that they wanted to make sure it wasn't, like you said, in the bone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, once they figured out from the x-rays it wasn't, the osteo was clear, they went yeah. ahead and wanted to get that stuff out right now. So Right. Well, in some respects, you are lucky. Uh, very. If uh, the bacteria, especially some of these uh, resistant um, Mar- these bacteria, Mar- like MRSA, yeah. yeah. They get into the bone, you got osteomyelitis, and it is, a, it's tough to I feel very blessed to still have my leg. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to still have, I mean, it, the wound back is, is doing a miracle, work of miracles. It's healing up really good. Yeah, I'm still young and have a good immune system. Right. Thank God. So it's healing up well, but. Um, and the reason why you were shooting in your legs is because. Uh, well, just worn out arms. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There's no veins in the arms, so you just move. I mean, that, that's a natural progression with IV users. Absolutely. You yeah. move, and it, it's weird because you start usually here, move up, then you move back to your fingers and to your wrists, 
and then you move to the legs, down to the feet, and then you go up to the neck. Yes. From the feet to the neck, it's weird. Yeah. Because you just, you, you get so desperate. Mm -hmm. You don't care anymore, you can't, yeah. You just chase the veins until mm -hmm. you wear them all out. And, yeah. And then you see people literally that spend four or five hours trying to get a shot, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's horrible. Blood everywhere. That They won't come out of the bathroom. They'll literally be in the bathroom. Won't go anywhere. Won't do anything. You, you know, if, if someone's waiting on them, they're going to wait until they get their shot, you know? Mm -hmm. And they've got no veins. They've been doing this for 40 years, you know? It's like, yeah. And you see it with all of them. It's always the same. It's the same progression. They always end up the same. You know, no veins can't get a shot. So. You know, I don't seem to see the skin popping I used to see, though. And then, you know, that was all the rage there for a while. Yeah, well, it people just welts everywhere. Yeah, and it ends up with, and it's ending up, the heroin, I don't know if it's what it's cut with so much, mm -hmm. or what, or if it's just that there's a lot more bacteria out there, but it causes abscesses so much right. more nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, we ran into someone here, it's been a couple of months ago, it's been two or three months ago that that's what she was doing. She was muscling the heroin, yeah. and it's like, oh god! Yeah. It's like, oh, I just could imagine what's going to happen, you know? Because I mean, because we're talking muscling a whole shot of heroin, not just yeah. you know, it's a little pop, but a whole shot. And it's like, mm. yeah, I have had a lady, and I think it was probably cut with meat tenderizer or something. Oh, no, no. And her arms were just nothing but giant. Ate up. Ate up. Ate oh, up. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Well, and you used to shoot. Yeah, we did as well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she got out of that lucky. She didn't She didn't die from it. I I hated that. I really yeah. hated that. Well, and I talked to people and, you know, hit a carotid instead of a jugular. And uh -huh. just, it they threw it straight, you know, carotid straight to the yeah. brain. So. Yeah, and it's yeah. over. It's yeah. over. Just like yeah. that. That's why it's... And that's the thing is you don't know. You, I mean, you're not a medically trained person. You don't know what's what here. You just yeah. see stuff sticking out, and you go. Yeah. People go for it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you go after the one that has the pulse in it, that was the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. So I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what? I mean, anybody that's done IV drugs, you know, <coughs> at one point in time or another, they've hit an artery somewhere. Oh yeah. Let me tell you, it is not <coughs> a nice. pleasant sensation. No, it, it's, it's one of the most painful things because mm -hmm. instead of sending the dope back to the heart, it sends it out, mm -hmm. and it, your hand, your hand might swell up about that big because it puts all that dope out there in the capillaries, puts it all out in the tissues, and it swells up to all your tissues. because yeah. that that and dope not, and it burns, swells, it's crazy. Makes your hand go numb and red. Got a patient like that today. Really. He tried to tell me he burnt his fingers. <laughs> he tried to tell me my fingers all burned and swollen and I need to be on antibiotic. It's like, yeah. Uh, no. Not like that. You, yeah. can, you would be able to see the burn or something. Yeah, there was no. Yeah. And not when, like, so if they're looking like Stay Puff. Yes. It's, it's That's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. From circulation problems. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he actually doesn't get to treat it or. That's a good time. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, like, I let this go too long, and that was yeah. part of my problem, you know, and, and it was just because I didn't know it was coming, you know, it was, what it ended up was it was a deep, a deep vein, and it, and it, it took a while to cook up, it took weeks to cook up, yeah. you know, to, when I say cook up, it took weeks to, oh, yeah. you know, make itself known, and weeks and weeks. And, and as you fry all your vessels, it's easier for bacteria to grow oh, yeah. in, your, in, your, in your extremities and your tissues oh, yeah. and everything, so... 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was just the one, but uh, okay. like I said, I, I feel I felt kind of like it was paying penance a little bit. Yeah. And it was a parting gift, you know. It was like, and now that you, you know, as soon as you're done, you're ready to be done with this. Yeah. It's like, hey, just don't forget. You it's know. a little reminder you're carrying around. Oh yeah, yeah. every day, yeah. and it, it's yeah. it's a leash. You know? Yeah. I set it down on the on the couch or something. I can't walk off more than about <laughs> this long. You know? yeah. So yeah. well, good though. It's nothing you can't uh, fix. So it'll be, I'll be able to recover yeah. from it. Yeah. But like I said, it'll it'll be a, a reminder. Yeah. Um, that didn't cost me. You know, about his car. Yeah. So, Misty, what dose are you on? I'm on 90 milligrams. 90? Yeah. And how's that working for you? Uh, okay, I'm trying to yeah. mix that in with Lutuda and Tlaxa. Right. Yeah. And so... Right. We're hoping, we're hoping to keep her around there. Yeah. Yeah. Higher. I mean, right. She's been higher in the past, but hopefully once the mood stabilizers get exactly where they need to be, hopefully that'll be enough methadone. Right. Yeah. No, and you know, there's, there's an addict mentality where more is... Always better, more is always better. But usually, what happens is you get you get near a hundred. Anything higher is usually more side effects, more sedation, more. Which sometimes people desire to, you know, they use it for anxiety, and it's not really. Yeah, you're on way better medicine for anxiety yeah. right now yeah. than yeah. that. So, and they're just yeah. they're, they're over medicating to, to address the anxiety. I mean, because exactly, if you're if you're feeling really sedated on methadone, you're they say you're over medicating. You're too high. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And I lived with someone who was like that for years. I mean, just within two, two and a half hours of getting her dose, she'd come home and she'd be in the chair at home. Yep. Like that. Yeah. And I tried, I tried, without being a snitch, I tried to talk, you know, because this was my significant other and the mother of my children. I tried talking to my counselor and her counselor and, and telling her, she's over-medicated yeah. big time. I mean, big time. And you know, a lot of times people get withdrawals mixed up with breakthrough anxiety so mm -hmm. if they do have an anxiety disorder or they're just in fight or flight all the time and all of a sudden their dose doesn't seem to be holding them is it really withdrawals i mean is it is it is it sweats is it is it restless leg is it nausea or is it just anxiety breaking through and we need to get you on something like a selexa an ssri something like that that's because you don't need more sedation to get through anxiety you need more serotonin or more of a controller medicine. Sure. So, so that's probably what you needed rather than. But people, they call their anxiety one way or another. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's what gets people in trouble. Well, what's next for you guys? Like I said, uh, right now we're we're so happy being inside. Um, next, like I said, I'm going to start is uh, actively looking for employment mm -hmm. um, so that we can get our finances squared away. Um, keeping her on her mood stabilizers and both of us staying stable um, and starting uh, to get in here to our counseling session. We need to get into the group counseling. Right. And uh, get up here for the group counseling so sure. we can um, take, uh, get the benefits of that. Right. You both have an individual counselor. Yeah. Group yeah, counseling we as well yeah. is always good. Yeah. And you've done everything you can do. I mean, you're in a better place, you're on mood stabilizers, you're on a medication that controls cravings and withdrawals, and helps stabilize your mood as well. And so we're doing what yep. we can for right now. Yep. Yeah. And you're always gonna have a little tougher battle, but it's yeah. worth it. And certainly I know super high functioning people with bipolar that 
well controlled and yeah, she's wonderful. So. She's got she's got a partner on her side. I'm, yeah. I'm helping look out for her. So oh. wonderful. Well, thank you both for sharing your story because it is powerful. It's 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 encouraging and um, it's very selfless on your part to come out and and tell your story that, so you can help other people because there are people out there they say we are lucky to get a hold of 10 to 20 percent of the people that actually need our help for uh, addictions and they're isolated and they think they're the only ones with a dirty secret and they oh, think yeah. nobody understands or or they think they can't do it and so you give people hope and encouragement and are a real testimonial of the things that the things that we've seen that i could tell that i know a lot of people have too yeah. i mean it's yeah. If, if even one, even if we only help one person, I mean, sure. You know, well, you've lost some friends. We've lost yeah. a lot of friends. Just yeah. that, just since we've been out here on Broadway, we've lost damn near half a dozen. Is that right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just to drugs. I mean, yeah. Uh, one of them. I mean, because drugs is, <clears throat> if it's not directly involved, it's it's peripherally involved. You know, sure. one of our friends died in, the, in an accident out here on the uh, canal route at Twenty First Street. He wrecked his Cadillac. Uh, he just stopped over here and picked up some crack cocaine, mm-hmm. was hitting the pipe, and came around that construction curb too fast, lost control of the car, skidded it out into the grass, and hit one of those four foot around telephone or light poles, the steel yes. ones, uh-huh. wrapped that caddy around it, killed him instantly. Wow. So, peripherally involved drugs were involved. I mean, Absolutely. Well, kind of directly, he was hitting the pipe, but I mean, it's yeah. always, if it's not overdose or getting septic, you know, um, or, 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 Theft, robbery, all those things you need robbed, just to support being, the habit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, being robbed, getting shot because you're burglarizing a house. I mean, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff happens out here. And well, you were just telling me some of the stuff that goes on, just survival mode underneath the bridge, but mm-hmm. everybody's still mm-hmm. robbing everybody. Everybody, yeah. still, still, they just found a, a homeless man um, beat to death under the Douglas and McLean Bridge not too long ago, and that was about one. Yeah, they were just robbing. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's everyone steals from everybody. It's all and it's it's all drug related, alcohol related. It's, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of the bad stuff is in life. It seems like I mean, there's other bad stuff, but you get out here on Broadway and in areas like this where it's more centralized or focused, mm-hmm. it's like it's condensed. You know, it's yeah. a lot more trouble. Yep. A lot more drugs. You know. The short stops out in front of them. What the hell you were telling short me about? Stop, yeah. You got to short stop and got to get them customers in those traps. Yeah. I mean, that's just, a lot of people don't know there is so much money running up and down this quarter, this public quarter. There yeah. is a lot of money. I mean, the drug yeah. traffic that goes through here is crazy. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just hearing about all the lookups down on uh, Broadway and Kellogg. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the speed is really bad down there. There's mm-hmm. so many. There's. It's a different group of people from right here yeah. to there. Just that, that far, it's a different drug and it's a different group of people. But when you, when you change the drug up, they act differently and you have to watch out because the, the law enforcement is more focused right there because of the speed. Yeah. Because a lot of times the people on amphetamine, they'll rob their own grandma. I oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we can see them acting out on the street every now and then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here, yeah. Delirious or yeah. completely. Oh, yeah. You the see guy that walking. shot two people. And, yeah. You'll see them out there on the sidewalk yelling at something, and, and there's, they're like, been over, and there's nothing there. Right. There's just, it's just, you know, methamphetamine-induced psychosis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, too many days up, you know, three or four days up, and you're gone. Yeah. You know? And will you ever come back? You never know. You know, that's, 
any drug is like that. You take that chance, you're never coming back. Yeah. That one bad, that one bad high, bad trip, and you're gone. Yeah, especially with fentanyl mixed in everything now. Everything, yeah. everything. Yep. And I notice lots of backpacks. People carry backpacks because that's. Yeah. Well, that's where all your paraphernalia has to go. Yeah. And if you're going to steal something, you got to have something to carry it in. Yeah. You got to have anything you're going, you're trying to sell. If you got, I mean, because people are always trying to hustle stuff off, sell stuff, yeah. phones, laptops, every everything you want mm-hmm. is for sale out there. Or you're living on the streets. Or and you're living whatever on the you want to call. Well, you come down through here, and you see everybody has a backpack. Yeah. At least one, maybe more duffel bags, suitcases. I see a lot of suitcases down there. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that has to do with the overflows being down through here. You have to have a suitcase or a duffel bag in order to take your stuff into the overflow at night. Mm-hmm. And the overflow is the, the emergency shelter for nighttime, you know, sleeping in cold weather. So. Yeah. Now, is it still where they have different churches that alternate different months? Well, no, well, I don't know. I think it's every year they change up. Mm-hmm. And right now, with uh, Interface running the men's overflow, it's been that same church for the last two years. They're on the uh, 18th, it's night to market. Um, the women's overflow does move around yeah. um, every year. So, mm-hmm. Have you had to do that before? No, we never did. We would never, we just, we've never wanted to leave each other's side. We're always. That's right, that's because you have to separate. Side. Yeah. If you're going to go to the overflow, so you yeah. slept under a bridge instead. Yeah, yeah. together, yeah. Part of it, a lot all of it, in love, all winter. Yeah. Oldest you can imagine, but yeah. we love each other and we're there for each other. We, we, each other hold, we hold it down for each other, we keep each other warm, we keep each other safe. Yes. Watch each other's back, you know, and uh, like I said, no, not very many people know us by name, but everybody out here knows us by sight because if you see one of us, you see the other one. Yeah. And that's what keeps us safe. That's what keeps us close. You know, there's no, there's no division between us. And no, you know. Well, thank you for selling or for telling us your journey, and it's um, I'm happy for you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all your help. Absolutely, I really appreciate you. And Trent, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll have a follow up in a month or two. We'll be back. Absolutely. Dr. Lakin is a board-certified family medicine doctor with an emphasis in addiction medicine and over 25 years of experience. For addiction recovery services in the Wichita area, please visit www.centerforchangeks.com or visit samhsa.gov for a national directory of resources and recovery centers in your area. You can also find these links in the podcast description. Thank you for listening to the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast. And remember, you've got this.